Welcome to Night Moods on this uh, last night. I am Michael. You're outdoors with me. I am on lap five of a seven lap purpose petitioning prayer walk, whatever you want to call it, petitioning walk, prayer walk, and treating God. You're at the property of the future home to um, New Millennium Faith Church and 126 Genesis Media and Night Moods podcasting, and our global ministries, including our pantry. So you're going to hear what you normally don't hear inside the studio. And I'm going to do my best not to get chewed up by uh, as many of these. Of course, a cool, cool night. It beats the evenings of last week. So just saying you're going to hear the environment, you'll hear cars and whatnot, and it's all purposed. You'll hear that too. Just taking in the sounds of the environment. And I'm on the back end of the building here. I want to talk to you about what I believe is vital to this season. And by the way, keep this number in your your date planner. Open up your tablet, iPhone, iPad, 15th of Tishri, or known as Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. We're heading into this. And prepare yourself. Prepare your Prepare your, your heart, prepare your your mind to the things of the Father, the, the movement. Some are talking about stepping in the, the next dispensation. I know we've been talking about this for months now, preparing our leadership and the family. And I made a couple of posts on our social media accounts to come to the front of the building. It'll be a little bit noisier heading to the street on Forest Hills Road here. So bear with me if it's a little loud and a little bit of a raspy voice. Been doing a lot of talking lately. So trying to get through it. But we've been preparing for the 15th petitionary. Important. It's an important time. God is truly shifting. And this shift, many apostles have been talking about this shift. And it's different from recent shifts. And this is shifting us into a new dispensation. And uh, many apostles have been talking about this. And having it in parts, not every one of us having the details to what Father's doing, but he's been giving us in part, and look outside your window, look outside your door, get a glimpse of what is happening in your atmosphere, your territory, and your environment, and you'll see what you may understand of the birth pains. As I say, find a country, understand a problem. I'll use language 
from the kingdom. And this is about healing tonight. As I'm out here in the front of the building, it's about healing. I'm not sure if you are one who's listening tonight and you're in a deep place and you're in quicksand, you're in a concerning place, you're in a dark place, your soul is vanquished. And this might be the episode for you. And if you're in that nowhere place, if you feel like you're on the island by yourself, little heard, little seen, you can make contact. Now, I'm going to give you the email to the podcast here. It's nightmoodshbq at gmail.com. That's N-I-T-E-M-O-O-D-Z-H-B-Q at gmail.com. And before I get into this, this episode is sponsored by our partners at Logos Bible Software. Now, if you want to get your hands on Logos 10, in this, in this episode, there'll be a link for you. And I've been using Logos for over, gosh, 12 years now, more than 13 years. And it's helped equip me with a vast selection of resources that's going to help you level your Biblical, comma, historical, comma, foundation. Your theology. So get that Logos 10. Get the my special link for you in this description. Let's get after it. Let's get into it tonight. This is number six, lap number six out here. Now, again, I'm outside the studio tonight and um, giving you a little bit of the environment. The crickets. Um, maybe you'll hear some of the crickets as I walk around the east side of the building here, front entrance to the future home. But talking about healing, equipping, and your identity. Now, if you are lost, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing you into this pod, or maybe someone invited you to listen in. And this is a kingdom foundation. This is what I speak on, live on, talk on, serve on. And I want to just hand this over to you. Let you know that you're VIP. I'm here inside. Can't say inside. I'm outside. Here at Night Moods. You're very influential people. Doesn't matter how many people you're influencing. All that matters is that you're VIP. So the healing aspect. Don't let the awkward pauses be awkward. It's meant to let you regurgitate and take in what I'm saying and on the back end of the building now. But the healing I'm noticing, especially leadership, there is a problem of brothers and sisters that I am noticing who are in need of healing, but too busy serving, too busy teaching, too busy equipping, but 
to the other selves. If you're not taking care of yourself and getting in your secret place, then are you at the fullness of the capacity of serving others, of teaching others, whatever God has for you to do? So I'm going to talk about a couple of scriptures here. Because there's a trade that needs to be to be made. And the kingdom is about the trade. The kingdom of heaven is about the trade. And too many believing leaders, those who are commissioned in their servanthood gifts, whatever gift you've been commissioned, if you are hurting, there's a trade that needs to happen. And I want to write these scriptures down. I'm going to invite you, request you, urge you to write these scriptures down. And then encourage you to do exactly what is written. For instance, your work is his work, grace to you. And so I want to encourage you, if you're going to do work, here's the greater work, to labor into his rest. I say this every time I speak to ministers, wherever I'm at. How's your spiritual health? And it it amazes me to the, the non-understanding to that question. How is your spiritual health? And so if you're hurting, now you may not even be a leader. You may be listening to this. And that's cool. Because if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, saved and born again, then this, this applies to you. This applies to everyone in the ecclesia, but I'm, I'm primarily talking to leadership. Brokenness needs to be traded. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. And you can use your phones, do a Google search, ask Siri or Google to get you right there. Maybe you got a Bible app. Give you some time to get there. But I want you to pay attention to what Jesus is saying. Talking about your healing. If you're hurting, if there's scarring to the body and to the soul, there's bruises to the body and to the soul, your emotions, your mindset, whether it's leadership hurt, church hurt, family hurt, financial hurt, whatever it is for you in this moment, there's a trade that needs to take place. Now, when Yeshua speaks, man, it's a beautiful night. Now, push pause on that real quick because you're listening to this episode now. On the playback, you're not gonna get this. But if, if you're listening to this right now live, and we are live streaming at the same time, wherever you're at in the Northern Hemisphere, I want you to look out your door, look out your window, go outside and look on your patio. If you have clear skies, I want you to look at, uh, uh, I call this a sign, Genesis chapter 1, verse 12, the proximity of the moon, the proximity of the sun, seemingly becoming closer and closer. But if you can, do me a favor, go outside and look at the moon, at moonrise right now, and just how close the moon is appearing, the proximity. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 12. This moon governs the night, the sun governs the day as it pertains to this earth. 
I'm lynching that because I'm on the front half side of the building and I'm just seeing the moon doing moonrise. And so I must share this. His return is imminent. Yes, I get it. We've been hearing about this. We've been hearing about this. We've been hearing about this. But see, these governing bodies, these the sun, this moon, when they're appearing closer and closer at the commands of Abba Father, you have to pay attention to the signs or wonder. Not a miracle, signs or wonder. But if you're seeing that, I want you guys to shoot an email right now. Shoot an email. Verify if you're on uh, social media. Go to 126 Genesis Media on Facebook. Threads, Instagram, even LinkedIn. And if you're on Twitter, here's the handle, Night Moods HQ. That's Night Moods with a Z, N-I-T-E-M-O-O-D-Z. If you're seeing the moon and the size of the moon, the proximity to Earth, understand better for yourself. Genesis 1, first of all, I believe. Who's governing bodies? Edging, appearing so close, and I'm on the front half of the building here. Let's get back to that pause here. Let's get back here. This healing. How many of you need to be healed? How many of you need to be delivered? How many of you need to be whole presently so that you can live present future? I'm seeing too many of these brothers and sisters on their pulpits, at the pulpits, on television, on webinars, and then in the holding rooms, the pain that they're, they're sharing. And I'll leave it, I'll leave it there because it's, it's not meant to be discussed outside of those fellowships. But the pain, if you are one who is in pain, you, you need deliverance and you need wholeness. There's a trade that I want to challenge you. So there's going to be some challenges on this, this episode. I want to challenge you that if you are feeling some kind of way emotionally or your mindset needs to be tweaked, we got to get you off of the highway of life and get into the pit stop. I give you Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. I also want to give you Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. See, there's this secret place. And in the Greek, the secret place is known as the crypto. There's the secret place. And when you enter into the secret place, and Yeshua showed us this pattern, especially in John chapter 17, he showed us this pattern when he was with his inner circle, Peter, Petros, And John, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you're going to find that Matthew 6 was at play. Yeshua leaves the brother and gives him instructions. And then he heads off to an undisclosed location by an olive tree. The same olive tree that's right there in the Garden of Gethsemane, right to this present day. He goes to this tree. He could have been anywhere at any time, but he chose to separate himself. And Father being everywhere at every time, there's never a place that Father's never at. He goes to a separate place to have intimacy with Abba Father, leading up to 
one as it's understood his crucifixion and later on to be his resurrection but he goes into the secret place the secret the crypto of the garden away from his life number seven hopefully that's not a bat that wouldn't be cool but he he, he leaves his fellowship the inner circle leaves with them instructions goes to the secret place and father being as is written in matthew 6 and 6 i want you to get this father is seeing into the secret place and he's there in the secret place you see that in your scripture right there and this is a whole for us now in this generation this 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 is a whole another level of faith because you have to now begin to use the faith and faith without the corresponding works is known as dead faith and i want to help you and serve you tonight and this morning this afternoon wherever you're listening to this episode from i want to serve you into taking the challenge and watching and being a participant of watching yourself feeling yourself ever presently being delivered but it has to do with this trade I want to go back to Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29, because this is, this is consequential to you in this moment. If you need healing, I want you to do exactly what Yeshua says to do in the scriptures, because it's here in Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. He gives an instruction and he gives a command. Then he wraps up with a promise. But here, come to me, all of you. I was to tell many disciples with that study with me. When you're studying the scriptures, the impact comes when you put it in first person, when you put the study in first person. So Yeshua's speaking to me in that in this moment. He says, Come to me, all of you, you, Michael. Overworked and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Period. I begin to ask questions. And I want to encourage you to ask questions when you're studying the scriptures. Because the questions open you up to better questions, open you up to cooperation with the Holy Spirit, who wants to bring you into a moment where this is a kingdom trade for you we're talking about healing right now and so the healing for you is vital it's, it's your livelihood galatians 5 and verse 1 galatians 5 and verse 13 for freedom you have been set free for jesus has set you free and then galatians 5 and 13 tells you but don't exchange your freedom for the slavery of bondage again See, this is a trade. The kingdom of heaven is about trading. When you study it from Genesis all the way to Revelation, this is about a trade. He traded with Adam. In the covenant, he traded with Abraham, Noah, Isaac. All these men and women that you study and you learn about understood out of a relationship father's intention his will in 
how he administrates the kingdom of heaven into the earth realm. It's a trade. It's a give and take. So ideally, you have to understand that you're not only dealing with your, your Abba Father, but you're dealing with your king. And here in the Americas, many who call upon Yeshua don't understand kingdom principles. Because the mindset is a protesting mindset. Much of the Western civilization and religion is birthed out of a Protestant movement protesting a king. That's how you have come under the Protestant movement because of Martin Luther and the fathers of those times who detested the illegal functions and activities of the Catholic Church when you study that. Let me get you back into the trade because this is about your healing. Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. See, this ideally depends on you. How bad do you want the trade? How bad do you want to be free and be healed? Fill in the blank. What do you want to be healed from? Fill in the blank. But it's going to take activation and a commitment to your faith, the measure of faith that every one of us has been given. Not one of us has been given the same faith measure. But a, a measure of the faith. So I want to encourage you to maximize, max out whatever faith you have been given. Now, if you want this healing, there's no magic involved. See, you're going to just step by faith closer this next step, you're going to just stand up and step forward. See, we're in a secret place, but we're going to do what Yeshua said. Come to me. That means he's, he is in a, a place in the kingdom of heaven. He says, come to me. All of you who are overworked, overworked in your mind, body, and soul. And he wants to give you rest. What appeared on verse 28. Because verse 28, this rest, now I want to take you on this next pathway into Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. Because Yeshua speaking in this in harmony with Abba Father, who spoke the first half of what Yeshua completes, the second half. In the old kingdom, Abba Father speaking to the prophet Isaiah. And he tells Isaiah to the children of Israel the importance of rest. So that the soul, go ahead and open up your Bible. Open up your app. Isaiah chapter 30 and 15. See, throughout this episode, test it. Prove it. Hold fast to what is true. Test, prove, hold fast to what is true. What does he say there? In Isaiah 30 and 15. There's trust involved. Trust is faith. Trust is belief. So you can now add Hebrews 11.1. 1. And so he wants the soul to be healed. So that he can strengthen you. But he wants it to you to be strengthened in your quietness and in your trust. So when you're in your secret place, when you're away from life and civilization and the phones are not in your hand and... You're able to just get away. 
whether you're, you're walking at a park, like I'm watching you walking around the property in this moment, whether you're on a boat, whether you're driving, riding a bike, cycling, whatever it is that you're away from life, in your quietness and in your trust, he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. But he says in your quietness, in your trusting him, he will strengthen you. I want to encourage you to not only understand this, but I want you to get this. Talking about your healing tonight. In your quietness and in your trust in Abba Father, he will strengthen you. So Yeshua sits here, speaking to his disciples in Matthew chapter 11, verse 20 and 29. Come to me, all of you. So visualize you in the present state included as he's teaching this to his disciples and those followers, 170 plus men and women. Come to me, all of you who are overworked, overworked in your body, in your emotions, in your mindset. The burden is known as the fortizo. It is a load bearing upon the soul. So the instruction has been given, the command has been declared, and he adds a promise. Verse 29 is the promise. You see that right there in verse 29? He wants to give rest to your soul. So there's this trade. So if you can imagine the trade between verse 28 and 29, because now you're in your quiet place. And you may understand it. It, it may seem foolish to you, but hey, can you be a fool for Christ? How bad do you want it to be healed in your emotions? How bad do you want to be healed from your past? See, there's this trade. So you have yourself in this secret place. Here's the challenge. Will you go into your soul closet and speak what you have been holding on to? Will you speak this into your hands and begin to make this trade? See, that impossible pain, that, 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 that impossible scar tissue that's in the emotion from abuse, physical, sexual, psychological, whatever the abuse is, you get to fill in the blank because you're the one who's been carrying it. And see, we were never meant to carry burden. Come to me, all of you who are overworked in your body. Come to me, all of you who are overworked in your emotion. Come to me who are overworked, overworked, overcooked. And so he says, I want the burden too. I want that weight upon your soul. Will you accept the challenge in this moment? If you want the healing, it's up to you. See, I don't force this upon others. You get to do whatever you think is necessary because you have free will. But if you want the things of God, you desire the things of Yeshua, then make the trade with him here. Now, he will not give you something less than what you give back what you give to him. He's not going to give to you less than what you trade with him. He wants to give your soul rest. He tells you that in verse 29. How many of you can honestly say, yes, I need my soul to be at rest because life hurts. I need my soul to be at rest because my mom and dad fill in the blank. 
I need my soul to be at rest because if I am a parent, my children, fill in the blank. I need my soul to be at rest because I can't forgive myself. Fill in the blank. Here's the challenge. I'm telling you, I see this in so many areas of the mission field, especially the ecclesia, the leadership. They're presenting the gospel, they're presenting their sermons, but yet many of these men and women are broken. And Yeshua never said, go serve broke. He's saying, here's kingdom protocol, that as you live as a son to my father, and as you go, you serve, but you were never told to go serve broken. Think about this. You were never told to go serve broken. At the same token, you were never told to live as one who has been saved from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of heaven with the highest kingdom transaction of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You were never told anywhere in the Gospels that you were to live in a broken state. Say hello to John chapter 16, verse 13. But if you want to go back to John chapter 16, start at verse 7 and begin to break down what it means to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has purpose, function. For us in the ecclesia, at the same time, he has purpose and function to the world. So this level of trust, if you want to be healed, it's going to take you to be quiet and trust Abba Father. It's going to take you to be quiet and trust the words of Yeshua. If you want to truly be healed from your, your present past, there's the first challenge. Test all things, prove all things, hold fast to what is true. It's right there for you. Now, will you apply the activation, the working of your faith to the power of the Holy Spirit? Will you just step up for me and for yourself if you want to be healed in this moment? I say this a lot, prove God or die. I mean that. I learned that from my mentors and from many generals from the 16, 1700, from the first great awakening to the third great awakening. Same Holy Spirit. I had this conversation with my spiritual brother, Tim, many, many, many years ago. What did they have, those generals in the first and second and third great awakening? What did they have that this generation doesn't have? And, you know, we would kick rocks on our walks together. And I had this epiphany through the Holy Spirit. And this was the epiphany. Just check this out. Write this down. The same Holy Spirit. The only thing different from the generations between the first through the third great awakenings as we get set for the next great awakening, the reformation, the restructuring of the ecclesia for the declaration and returning of Yeshua, they had this understanding inside of them 
I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to do it. See, it's the same Holy Spirit. He never decreased in stature and power and authority. When you understand John 16, verse 7 through 14, he never decreased. He's always been the same. Paraclete, the helper. See, what makes it different from generations past? And yes, there are men and women in our generation who's, who are trusting, who are believing and activating in their faith. They're maximizing their faith no matter what. No matter what, they're maximizing their faith, not worrying about man what man may think. See, they have said, I'm going to just please God. Whatever it takes, I'm just going to live to please God. So they're maximizing their faith. If you want to be healed, the challenge is on the table. I talk about this. We have a war room table. So on our war room table, there's all the assignments of God, all the agendas, the ideas, the goals, and the dreams, right? You mix all that up, you got a crowded table because at your war room table, you also have your mentors. Your circle of life influences and those that you may be influencing. But see, if your war room and your war table is crowded, the chairs are maxed out in this time to recycle, sift out what is dead, what is old, what cannot increase in the season with you that you are currently in. Activate your faith. Do the things that Yeshua has taught, has proclaimed, and he's demonstrated it. In John 17, he demonstrated this. See, his, his mind was vexed because he had to do something that no other person could possibly do. Take it for the future of mankind. Take it for generations past. See, he was vexed. So he, when you when you begin to study John 17, you're gonna you're going to understand that his mindset needed to be healed because he didn't want to do it. He wanted relief, he wanted deliverance from this situation. But nevertheless, he traded with the Father. Nevertheless, Father, let your will be done. The healing has everything to do with if you will activate in your faith in quietness and trust. Trust is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Trust is believing. When you define the word trust, you're going to see the word believing. You're going to see synonyms of faith. That's your encouragement. That is your challenge, rather. That's your challenge. See, you can trade at any moment. This is lap number nine. This is awesome. You can trade at any moment. 
your hurt, your pain. So you can be healed. You can trade this any moment. But it's up to you. Do you trust Abba Father? And maybe you need help with your trust. See, that's unbelief. I can't trust you enough, Father, because I've, I've been hurt too much. By a natural dad, an earthly dad. I've been hurt too much. I can't trust you, Father, because I don't even know you. I don't even see you. And that's telling. I don't know you. Because you've never surrendered. You've never submitted. You've never abided in spiritual obedience. And you've never wanted to truly be in righteousness. In alignment. In order. To receive the things of Father by His, His Holy Spirit. But see, this challenge is important to you. It's consequential to your livelihood. Healing in your life. Healing, fill in the blank. I need healing in these areas. How can I get healing in, the, in these areas, Michael? Simple. Will you trade with Yeshua? Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. Will you just make the trade? The only thing that's stopping you is you. And the only thing that's contributing to you is those familiar spirits speaking to your mindset, speaking to your emotions. See, this trade releases what's in your soul closet. This trade releases that broken tape of negative affirmations. When you release and trade this, as I was telling you earlier, speak it in your hands, speak it in your hands. And based upon the writings in Matthew 11, 28 and 29, based upon the truth, test it, prove it. You're going to hold fast to it because you're going to see signs when you trade. You're going to see wonders when you trade. You're going to see miracles when you trade. When you have filled your hands with everything in your soul closet, remember, Matthew 6, 6 is at play. Abba Father is in the secret place and he sees in the secret place. So he sees everything in your soul closet. And because for you now, for you, filled with the Holy Spirit, indwelled with the Holy Spirit, possessed by the Holy Spirit, for you, the Holy Spirit, is the amplifier and the amplification to heaven. So your spiritual senses are, are amplified. So he's illuminating your soul right now. That's why that Matthew 6 and 6 is at play. So there's nothing that you can hide from him in this moment. Now, if you want your healing, trust Father in your quietness. Isaiah 30 and 15. I guarantee the scriptures will reveal a sign, wonder, and miracle for you. I guarantee when you trade with Yeshua, he is going to give you something greater than what you traded with him. So everything in your soul closet has a natural value. But see, he wants to give you a supernatural worth a supernatural importance 
and a value system that ushers in a new identity for you. And see, this identity has been, can I say hidden? Because when you were saved out of the kingdom of darkness, the world systems, the world behavior patterns, and the world culture, do you know that you were saved out of that? And you were saved into a superior kingdom, Father's heavenly kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of power and authority. And he sealed it with a, the transaction of the Holy Spirit. So there is a trade. There is a kingdom trade that happened. He gave you 100% of him, his essence, out of his glory and the Holy Spirit. He gave you 100%. That's how massive he is on his throne. That all saved and born again, present past and present future, sons and daughters, cannot subtract any lesser degree of the 100% sustaining of Father's glory. And you, my friend, have been given grace, the trust to carry, to be possessed in the core of your life, the heart which gives life. He never placed the Holy Spirit in our mind. He fills the heart with the life-giving spirit of truth, the helper, the paracletus. And he now adds value to your identity as a son and daughter because now you become one who is learning how to live, having a relationship with your heavenly father as you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. See, this value, this is your identity right here. The value is that you possess and are possessed by the Holy Spirit. There's value. He trusts you to carry his spirit. He deems you important enough. Can you identify with what you have been given? You're a daughter, you're a son to Abba Father. See, there's a spirit of adoption involved in this, in this transaction, in this kingdom trade. When you render yourself to Yeshua, trusting and believing that he came for you and gave his life for you. See, there's a trade there. And when he gave his life for you, you begin to receive a kingdom identity that has worth, that has value, and has importance to your Heavenly Father. See, the value is more than all the minerals put together on earth. You have the same value as Yeshua HaMashiach. You have the same worth as Yeshua HaMashiach. Your problem is you just don't believe it. You have the same importance, worth, and value of Yeshua because you made the trade. And so now the Holy Spirit is infusing a new identity as a daughter and as a son. See, this is your first position. Leadership has this backed up and backwards, turned upside down, topsy-turvy. Leadership, hear me, hear me well when I tell you this. Here, come closer, come closer. There's no cars, there's no cars right now. Come closer, this is beautiful. Your first position before the bride of Christ 
is to exhibit your sonship. Your first position was never to be a bishop, an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a deacon, an elder. Your first position, as with the rest of the ecclesia, is to be the best son that you could possibly be, present, future, until the end of your existence. This is your first position. I am to be a son before a servant. I am to be a son before a spouse. I am to be a son before a parent, before a business owner, before one who carries a doctorate. I am to be a son. You're to be a son. And when I say son, I'm including all of father's daughters who are maturing in their relationship because we choose to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 7 through 14. Earmark that, highlight it, write it down. Function, purposes of the Holy Spirit. And then your identity, he taught on this and the church misses it. And if I had hair on my head, I would pull all of it out because they fly past John chapter 15. Circle this. It's called abide, rest, and remain. Define the word abide. And I want you to write down, write this down. We're going to define the word abide. John 15, Yeshua is teaching us how to cultivate sonship and Father's kingdom. A son abides in the words of Yeshua, a son abides in Yeshua in Yeshua, then you add this statement here. In him, Yeshua HaMashiach, we have our movement and our being. In him, I have my movement and my being, my purpose, my identity. In Yeshua, because what he did for me, he traded with me as much as he traded with you. And I chose to give up the trade. And so the spirit of adoption comes at the highest transaction in the kingdom known to mankind. This spirit, this adopting spirit, helps us in the transference out of a kingdom of darkness, a world culture, a world system, and a world behavior pattern into Father's heavenly kingdom. One is just inferior to the superior kingdom. The kingdom of darkness is inferior at best to the superior kingdom. So, your identity carries weight, carries gravity. It is precious to your heavenly father. See, this is nothing to do with religion or any denomination or all the wackadoodle stuff that's out there because they couldn't bring you into the kingdom if they wanted to bring you into the kingdom because they've never entered into the kingdom themselves. I approve of that message. Your sonship has been given to you by Yeshua in John chapter 15, 1, 5, starting at verse 4 through verse 16. Now, I want you to write these down, these four, because you're going to define abide, this word abide, depending on your translation of the scriptures that you have. It's going to be abide. It's going to be, uh, I can't think of it right now, it's off the top of my head, because I'm off here. 
getting the sweat. I gotta like slow down. I'm getting kind of excited in this in this night air. But abide, define the word abide. To remain, to rest around. You're gonna abide in the first is wherever you see the word abide, I want you to write it down. You're gonna abide in he says, Abide in me, I abide in you. So you're gonna abide in Yeshua. This is your how you understand your identity as a son, because a son knows how to abide with his heavenly father. The cooperation with the Holy Spirit causes us to abide. The cooperation to the Holy Spirit causes us to abide. We're going to abide in his words. When you look at the Gospels, the words of Yeshua, and you're going to abide in those words. And every word spoken to you by the power of the Holy Spirit for those of us who hear from Yeshua in this present moment, you're going to abide in his words for you. And you're going to live in those boundaries of the word abide. You're going to live in the boundaries of abiding in him, abiding in his word. Now, when you look at verse 7, because a son, a daughter, son, you listening, you're a daughter, you're a son. What happens when you're abiding? If the church would just understand this and stop with the goofy sermons and realize Let's just get to the basics and let's get from the basic into the deeper things. Hebrews 12, 1. I mean, Hebrews 6, 6, 1. Get into the deeper things of the kingdom so that we can know how to live as daughters and sons and fathers, heavenly kingdom here on earth. See, we're living in duality. Your body. Houses your soul. And your spirit houses the entire gravity of the kingdom of heaven. But look what he says in verse 7 for you. Talking about sonship. This is your identity right here. When you abide, knowing the cooperation with the Holy Spirit, because you understand purpose, functionality, and position of the Holy Spirit in you. John chapter 16, verse 7. John chapter 14, Yeshua teaches and declares this. Test it. Prove it. Hold fast only what is true. Test the Spirit by the Spirit. The church hasn't given you this. I mean, the religious organizations, the religious systems, and the lack of impact because it's housing programs to sustain their agendas. And people are not healed. They're not whole. Abide in his love after verse 9. You see that right there in John chapter 15? He's talking about your identity. It's being birthed. It's growing in you because your nature is to learn how to walk in submission. Learn how to walk in surrender. Learn how to walk into alignment. That's the slash righteousness. That's the slash cooperation to the Holy Spirit. And spiritual obedience. Abide in the fruit. John 15. Abide in the fruit. This is your identity. Now you see equipping right there. The equipping's being done. It's like this working together of Father, Yeshua HaMashiach, and the Holy Spirit, and the presence of the kingdom. It's all working together. See, the presence of the kingdom is the present activation. Because he's the 
father of Sabaoth, the father of spears, the father of the realms of angels, the spirits. It's all working together. See, they're working in unity. They don't have a problem working in unity. The Father's kingdom never has a problem, an issue. It has hierarchy, but it's working in unity for your sake. And see that abiding in the fruit? Right there. I want you to look at Galatians 5 and 21 through 23. The fruit. So what, what is the fruit? So when I ask the leadership, what's the fruit? What is he talking about right here? And then the, the, the myriad of answers that my ears hear. I'm like, you got to go to Galatians 5. Start at 21. See the fruit. We're supposed to abide in the fruit. Plural fruit in a singular position. All of those nine fruit. You're supposed to abide around those. And look at the back end of 16 right there. So 16 and verse 7, he mirrors the same thing when you're abiding. You can ask. See, a son can come to the king at any time and ask. But it's the king's prerogative to give. A son can come to the father. And the father will give to the son because of position. A daughter can come to the king and ask of the king. And it's the king's prerogative. A daughter can come to the father. And the father will give because of position right there for you and see this is the equipping so all of this if you were to go back and rewind go back and rewind and step by step you're going to see healing transition with equipping and identity transitioning into a greater stature of, of a daughter and a daughter and a son here's the challenges will you just do it now asking me to sign up, to support, to subscribe to Night Moods, or even to New Millennium Faith Church, or any of our ministries. See, this is about the kingdom. So a servant's going to bring you to the doorway and let go. So I'm bringing you to the doorway, that doorway, Yeshua. And Yeshua said in his scriptures, he said this, no one comes to the Father except they go through me. So a servant, proper in order with kingdom protocol, with kingdom statutes in mind and kingdom order is going to bring you to the gate, the doorway, and remove himself. See, what we do is simply this. We simply work ourselves out of being served. If you're doing servanthood effectively, it becomes effortless fruit bearing. It becomes working us out of a position of being needed. If we're doing it the right way. Well, how can I say that? Well, say hello to the Gospels. Did not John decrease so Yeshua could increase? He didn't need to be needed. And John was the man in that generation for that time, for that space, in that position, for that moment. And when he did what he had to do, he decreased. And so decrease. Work yourself out of a position to not be needed by just bringing them, the family of Christ, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, to Yeshua. And then hands off. Because the Holy Spirit knows what to do. 
and he's never had a moment where he did not know what to do, when you understand his function and his purpose and his position. <coughs> There's the challenges. Now, I want to hear a testimony from you. I'm serious about this. If I've done my job effectively, then it's going to produce a testimony out of you. If I've done my job effectively and if you have applied the work to your faith, it's going to bring a testimony. And the testimony becomes a domino effect. Testimonies beget testimonies that beget the work of the Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, and miracles, teaching, proclaiming, and the demonstration of the power of the kingdom of heaven. So if that is you, and this is a real, real word, a present word, a living word, so no matter the time of day, the time of month, the time of hour, the minute, the year, it's a living word. So there's the challenge set before you. In the Gospels, in Hebrews, in Isaiah, in Galatians, now will you accept the challenge? <laughs>